Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the pod that shares the stories of those affected by suicide. Lost a loved one? Attempted it yourself? Did you know that when you share a burden, the load is lightened? Come listen in with your host, Elaine Lindsay. Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the podcast, is for education only. Some of the subject matter could be triggering for those that are newly grieving or in a poor state of mental health. Please call your local suicide hotline or mental health office if you need immediate help. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be back. It's wonderful to be here. Um, As you heard, it's Elaine. Uh, I'm here today with an amazing guest that I have retouched base with. My guest today is a lifestyle entrepreneur. She's the creator of Worthy Ones and a true dame. Yep, she was actually knighted. Amanda O'Reilly is the definition of confidence and empowerment. And it took her realizing with a lot of deep inner work that she didn't feel worthy or enough in her own life, despite having built multiple seven-figure businesses. You see, she was addicted to the do of life because that's how she validated her worth. She had to learn to reprogram her unconscious beliefs about herself and learn to be. In doing so, she created Worthy Ones. Worthy Ones are a collection of science-backed jewelry designed to rewire the subconscious mind and reprogram your DNA. To date, seven lives have been saved from suicide, and this brand is making waves around the entire world, reminding women, men, and teens alike that they were born worthy and are more than enough. This today is a very special show because we're not talking to a survivor. We're not talking to anyone left behind. We're going to talk about mindset and how we can take ourselves up out of the horrible times, out of the bad days. And as Amanda will tell you, um, she actually uses a really interesting anchor. That's only part of what we're going to discuss, but believe you me, it's incredibly incredibly important and we want to talk about it because there is science behind this. So I'm going to stop blethering on as you know I can do this forever and say welcome Amanda. I am so happy to have you with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor truly to be here. Well I I I guess we will unpack as we go with all of the things that you are and you do. But I think what I, I want most is to give give people an idea of your concept on mindset and your incredible, I, I want to call it, you know, a, a jewel gift to the world that can really help you, help me, help everybody, Mm-hmm. With their self worth. 
Yeah, so let's talk about self-worth. I mean, let's talk about what it is and let's also talk about what it isn't. Because I landed at 44 years old and I had no clue what self-worth was. I, for most of my life, played the when-then game with my worth and thought that it was something that other people would give me or would validate me about. And if I achieved, if I succeeded, if I was, quote unquote, the good girl, then I would be worthy of love. And the truth is, self-worth is how we feel about ourselves. It's yes. not something that someone else gives us, yet we play this when-then game, right? And we delay and we outsource our own sense of self and our happiness and our sense of self-worth, which, you know, is so disempowering in nature. And I, I really wish that this was something that they taught in school. Absolutely. Right. Uh, God, my school years, my high school years would have been so different had I understood that, you know, those the latest pair of jeans or the perfect hair, whatever, you know, yep. was going to make me worthy and acceptable. And this is, you know, oftentimes where we, we lose our essence and we chameleon to try to fit in to be worthy. Um, so when, when I kind of finally got the memo at 44 that our creator, whatever it is that you believe in, God, the universe, the divine, Allah, Buddha, whoever it is that you believe to be your higher power gives you worth at birth. It's like, oh, wow. Right? That means we can hang up the hustling. You know, we don't need to continue to strive um, for this unrealistic expectation to live this picture perfect life because perfection just doesn't exist. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Forever. Yeah. But these are not the messages. These aren't the mainstream messages that are coming at us. And, you know, I think a lot of your audience members can certainly relate that the number one common shared limiting belief in the world, and it doesn't matter who you are, age, race, religion, is that I am not enough of something. I am not skinny enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not healthy enough. I'm not fit enough. I am not, insert your flavor of not enoughness. And this is something that, you know, plagues the entire world. And what I like to teach people is we're amazing storytellers. Like, awesome storytellers. Yeah. And 80% of the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, number one, aren't true. And number two, are disempowering in nature because it's the way our brains are designed. It believes everything. So yeah. whatever it is that you're telling yourself on a subconscious level is what you will manifest. I mean, manifestation is the biggest greatest buzzword there is these days. And we think that, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to manifest the, the, the guy, the girl, the car, the whatever it is. But the truth is, is that we manifest from our subconscious beliefs. So if you don't believe that you are worthy of a greater life, well, it's impossible for it to show up on your doorstep. So 
I like to teach people about the mind because for me, that was the gateway to freedom. It was just because I think a thought doesn't make it true. Absolutely. I'm just going to stop you there because I, I want you to just dig a little deeper into that because I want to be sure that everybody really hears what you're saying. Okay. Brain, you said the brain believes everything we tell it. Yep. And so, and, so let me go back. So between yes. the ages of zero and seven, this is where our subconscious mind, and when I say subconscious, just the sub means below awareness. So it's we're not even aware that these programs are running in the background of our lives. Right. So we do not only inherit our eye color and our hair color from our parents. We also inherit their beliefs, their values. Yes. And so our brains are designed to keep us safe. They're designed to keep us alive. They are not wired for happiness. Not at all. Because, yeah, so we think upwards between 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, and 80% of them are negative in nature. Like, that's crazy. And what's worse, and even more crazy, is 95% of those thoughts are just repeated thoughts from the day before. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So if we keep thinking the same thoughts that we thought the day before and the week before and the month before and the year before and the decade before, and we're expecting a different outcome only using 5% of our conscious mind, we can see where we run into some problems. Absolutely. So, so for me, that when I understood that, what it allowed me, Elaine, was grace. It allowed me the moment to pause and say, wow, there's nothing wrong with me. There's only something wrong with the thoughts that I am thinking, which are disempowering in nature. That's so, so good. Right? So that's where I want your, you know, your audience just to, to understand and really hear just because you think a thought doesn't make it true, number one. And number two, just because you think a thought doesn't make it yours. Oh, that's a really good point. So just before we started, you told me that, you know, you've been on this self-discovery journey and you've really journeyed to this place where you've met yourself, your higher self, um, your, your spirit, your soul, the non-physical part of us that, you know, yeah. Not to get too technical into science, but we're all made up of energy. We're all made up of, and this isn't woo-woo, this is actual science. Yeah. And so we, ha we all have a greater non-physical part of us, this energy part of us. And that part of us would never, ever, ever say anything disempowering against us. Never. Right. So that inner part of us that higher self, that soul is kind, is loving, is all knowing, is our champion cheerleader. But we've been so conditioned to the opposite that we operate from our meat suit, I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I we, use that term. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yep. but we think we are our body. We think we are our hair. We think we are our thoughts. We think we are 
you know, our uh, our, yes. And, but it's like your cells regenerate every X amount of months and years. You're a whole new person in seven years. Like everything has changed over. So, so what I love to do is to create space for people to understand that who you are today is going to be different than who you are tomorrow. Like the hair, if you identify with a, a body part or a hair or your cells or whatever the case may be, and that changes over. So does that mean that you are not that? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so love, good. Right? So when somebody says, oh, I'm so fat, let's say they're, they're struggling with their weight and they're yeah. self-identifying as I am so fat. I said, no, you have fat, but you are not fat. Just as you have a toe, you aren't a toe. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, so, good. so it's like when we can separate the negative from who we actually are, which is this beautiful beam of unconditional love, we have space to show up in the world differently. That's and so very true. And we are not our thoughts, but everybody, everybody, doesn't matter who you are, we all you know, come up against thinking thoughts that just don't service in the highest and best way. And so if that's you, welcome to being human. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means you're human. And let's just try to find a more empowering way forward. And that's it. You just haven't learned a different way. Yet. Yet, exactly. Yeah. Because negative thoughts are going to come and go. But if you learn the principle of erase and replace, then you won't give in to the worry. You won't give in to the fear. You won't give in to the, to the, the inner mean girl or the inner gremlin. You know, you wake right. up and you just, you, when the thoughts whisper to you that are disempowering in nature, you know, you can just be like, no, thanks. I'm not going to dwell on those discouraging thoughts today. You know? I am who I choose to be. And so this is really like, that was probably the best gift that was ever given to me was the understanding that I had a choice in terms of what thoughts I wanted to think. And um, that was the beginning of everything for me. And it was the beginning of what created, you know, the line of jewelry that uh, we're going to touch on because it's affirmations are one thing, but because our brains learn through repetition, it's a whole other thing. And I really wanted to create something and I created it for me first. Yeah. Um, so I could anchor myself back into my own body. I could give myself that, that true North, right. I could have something as a tangible tool, as a wearable reminder to sort of say, I am not my thoughts. This is who I am. I'm going to wear my truth around my neck. So oh, it, it's so it's so smart. And for anybody that has done any meditation, Amanda, you've gone so much farther into NLP and, and so many other things. But yeah. even with a little bit of meditation, people can understand that, you know, um, you do a, a type of self-soothing with touch or a mantra or what have you. Yeah. You have taken this outside of us and given in jewelry a physical representation for us to anchor to and i think right. that steps it up right 
Yeah, I mean, it, it does. And I think for me, is I didn't understand, originally, I didn't understand the science behind it. All I knew was um, I was, uh, I had a, a major rupture about five years ago, the biggest rupture of my life. And everything that I thought gave me worth and value was taken away from me. Right. And I had to figure out who I was outside of all the labels, outside of all the titles that I had assigned to myself. And it was a really scary time because I didn't know. I was so conditioned to live my life for other people, to chameleon, to be at the effect of, you know, if I am perfect, if I am good, if I hustle, if I do this, then I will be worthy of love. And the ironic thing about it is, Amanda actually means worthy of love. Yes, it does. That's my daughter's name. Okay. But due to past trauma, I felt everything and anything but. So for me, it was, it was, it was this physical manifestation of stamping the words worthy on one side and enough on the other and making a necklace um, and wearing it and allowing it to seep into my cells. I was studying a lot, a lot of Bruce Lipton's work, Dr. Bruce Lipton and yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. And, you know, over time, what was interesting was I started to greet the woman in the mirror differently yes. because at the beginning I loathed her. I hated her. I shamed her. I called her every awful name in the book, not understanding at the time that how we see ourselves and how we speak to ourselves is how we believe the rest of the world sees us. And so once I really understood, you know, the subconscious mind, I, I started to study neuroscience. I started to understand, you know, that our brain learned through repetitions. I started to, you know, study, I went and got my master's in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. I, you know, went and started studying epigenetics yeah. and the science of epigenetics has proven that our genetic activity there is no cancer gene. Like you don't turn on a cancer gene. No. Nope. <laughs> so it gets turned on by our thoughts and our attitudes and our beliefs. Absolutely. And it shows how our thoughts control our biology, which is such wonderful news because it really places us in the driver's seat. So by changing our thoughts, we can change our reality and we can shape our own genetic readout. That was fascinating to me. It was like, again, why is this stuff not taught in school? Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, I, I know think I that, keep you know, using that word, but it's so true. That's one of my key motivators on this podcast is there are so many things that we do not teach in school that are critical yeah. for, for children to learn and to understand, to allow them to be successful, happy beings. Yeah. And also to sort of undo a lot of the damage and not take on the responsibility of, you know, of what may be an unconscious caregiver or, you know, unconscious peers yeah. taught us about ourselves. So, you know, the worthy ones really sent and we're sending like a hidden message to my subconscious mind. And I was anchoring it in every day with repetition. So 
my pieces really are wearable medicine that just go to work on the deepest cellular level because we have 138 trillion cells and they're listening to every single word that we say to ourselves about ourselves. So, you know, I, I, jewelry used to be, you know, we used to wear, especially women, it was like, oh, I want the big diamond, right? So we, 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 <laughs> we used to wear jewelry um, or we do wear jewelry, some people, to show how much money we have. But what I've created is it shows them how much value that they have for themselves. Yeah. It's a way to anchor in a higher vibration and to be an energetic match for what you desire. Because really in life, there, there are only kind of two subjects, wanted and unwanted. But yet most of us focus on the unwanted. And that's where we're giving all our time and our energy and our everything to the unwanted. So when you understand that, it kind of, it's like, oh, well, that makes sense why that didn't work out so well for me. <laughs> so it's so, so yeah. very true. So very true. And I don't know if, um, I don't know if you know this or you have something like this, but I just want to stop you and give the audience uh, this little test. If you're listening and this seems like, you know, all brand new to you and you you don't know about the fact that we we do create our own reality. I worked with a spiritual mentor who used to, at the beginning of classes, tell people in order to show you that your subconscious mind and your brain, you know, takes in everything and believes everything, no matter what. I want you all to first know that you're breathing and you're good. But I want you to, when I count to three, I want you to think for just a second that you cannot take in a breath. And I want you to see where you feel that in your body, all the time knowing that you can in fact breathe. And as soon as you feel it in that part of your body, take a good deep breath. And everyone in the room, every single time, were absolutely shocked by the fact that you can trick your brain into anything. Mm. And and that gives you, you know, positive proof for anybody that needs it. That yeah. you if you can do that, you can teach your your brain, your your mind, anything and everything. Well, here's something else even to anchor in one step deeper. And and I love that. But what I get a lot of the time is people say, but it's just so hard. I can't change my mind. I can't. And I, and I say, I understand, like, I used to think that too, but I want to show you and tell you it is possible. Did you believe in Santa Claus? Did you believe in the tooth fairy? Did you believe in the Easter bunny? And they were like, yeah. And I said, and overnight when your friend let the cat out of the bag, did you stop believing? And they said, yeah. So I said, it is possible. To change your mind. Yeah, it is possible, but it's a choice. It's a choice to say, not another minute, not another hour, not another day. It's enough. Enough is enough. I am not going to suffer anymore because the truth is this. Pain in life is inevitable. We're all going to experience pain. Yeah. Suffering is optional. And the only reason why we suffer is because we don't question our thoughts. Yeah. So what I love and what your, you know, your audience, if this is resonating at all with them is question your thoughts. Is that true? 
how does that make me feel when I believe that thought? And who would I be without that thought? Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something you said earlier as well, you said some of the thoughts aren't even ours. They aren't. So, so when I was saying like, if it's disempowering in nature, that's not your higher self. Because your higher self would just never talk to you in that way. It's like, you know, whatever your spiritual belief is, um, it's like, would, would, would God or whoever you believe in, would they speak to you in that way? Yeah. And the truth is, they wouldn't. So when I say it's not your thought, it's, it's really interesting to just to go, oh, wow, that makes me feel really crunchy. Where did I first learn that? Where did I first hear that? And most often, it's not even your own voice. It could be, you know, an angry parent, or it could be, you know, a sibling, or it could be a bully at school, or it could be a coworker. But most often, it's not even our own voice. So again, that what it does is it creates the space to sort of say, okay, I'm going to have some grace. That's not me. It's not me. And therefore I can let it go. Yeah. And again, it's just, it's, we often hold on to things to, and our ego, right? Our ego's there and people there's, I, I find it really interesting that people are like, oh, the ego gets a bad rap. It's like kill the ego, but we can't kill the ego because the ego keeps us alive. Yeah. But when you understand the ego, the ego's only job is just to validate the narrative and validate the story that you keep telling it. So it just wants to keep you safe and wants to keep you alive. Right. right. So we're dealing with like a 2 million year old prehistoric brain. So our brain hasn't caught up to, you know, the modern times. So back in the day we were running from saber tooth tigers. Today we're running from our inbox or we're running from social yeah. media. We're running from what somebody said about us or something like that. Yeah. And we're giving it just so much weight. But what would the most worthy version of you say? And I like to ask myself is is this could tick me off in the minute, but is in in a in in a year or in a couple of hours or in five years is this even going to matter? Yeah. Right. And then, as you said, you let it go. It's just like a cloud. Just watch it float by. Because actually, there is significant scientific data that if you can sit with an emotion for just ninety seconds, yeah, just ninety, without judging it it will leave. It's like a toddler. It just wants to be seen and witnessed and then it'll just, it'll dissipate. So wow. often, oftentimes what happens is it's not the emotion itself. It's the compounding of the emotion. Right. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. This is why a child can go from laughing, you know, to crying or crying to laughing in a you know in 60 seconds yeah because they're they're not attaching a meaning to it they're just like i'm i'm sad i'm gonna cry i'm gonna have a tantrum i'm gonna cry and then i'm gonna get it all out and then i'm gonna laugh but adults we don't do that so what we do is we're sad then we attract uh, you know attach frustration and then we're frustrated that we're sad and then we're angry that we're sad 
that we're frustrated, that we're sad. And then, then we're guilty that we're, you know what I mean? So we we're yeah. compounding these emotions versus just saying, okay, I'm feeling really sad. And what meaning am I giving it? And can I go have a nap? Can I have something to eat? Can I have a drink of water? Can I call a friend? You know, can I question this thing? Or can I just watch a sad movie and cry? And then let it go. Yeah. And let it go. Let it go. Because. And that's. And it's not to downplay. It's not to downplay, right? Like we all go through rough times, whether it's, you know, whether it is, we just think the world is ending but is it really ending or is it, again, is it the disempowering meaning that we're giving it? And it's not to say that, hey, we've got to be, um, and, and you said this at the beginning before we, we got on here, it's that we, you know, we have to think shiny, happy thoughts and we have to be positive and we have to, you know, don't think a bad thought or you're going to manifest it. And it's just not true. Like, it's just not the way manifestation works. We don't manifest, you don't manifest negative thoughts because you think a negative thought you manifest from a subconscious belief so oftentimes it's just sit with the emotion just it's like a wave let it bubble up to the surface i like to say that emotions are messengers and they're coming to give you a message and it's just like can you take the message and then can you just allow it to be without assigning a meaning well well this is it and and humans we are such storytellers. Yep. Every little thing we we attach a huge story to. Yep. And and, yep. and that, you know, that becomes that that big snowball effect of, of what we hang on to. Yeah, we're not guarding. Like I, I like to sort of say we're not guarding our minds the way we should. Yeah, we're giving, you know, we're giving people access. But the the truth is, is that, like, our minds are our homes, it's where we live. So if, 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 imagine somebody showed up at your door and knocked on your door, and you opened it, and you know, there was a stranger and they had, you know, an axe and a rifle and a bag of poison and all these harmful, dangerous things, you wouldn't say, hey, Oh my God. So good to see you. Come in. Like there's some food in the fridge. Make yourself comfy. (laughs) You know, can I get you a glass of wine? Like you would shut the door, you deadbolt it and you'd make sure that they're gone. Yeah. So our mind is our house. It's where we live. And there's nothing more valuable and more important and more sacred than protecting it. It's like, why are we letting those destructive th- thoughts in? Why are we letting fear roam around rent free? <laughs> right? Absolutely. Okay. And, and to that point. Yep. Wow. It, this is the weirdest thing as we started talking about this came to mind. Because obviously, one, I I hadn't let it go. And I didn't realize this has kind of been an underlying issue. You said we talked just before and we did. Um, I've, I've been doing a lot of work, as you know, over the years. And many, many years ago, because my youngest is now 40, and this was probably when he was about four, we were at the Hayloft in the Ottawa Athletic uh, Building on Shepherd Road, 
they used to have a Sunday brunch. It was something that we did with the family an awful lot. And I was quite heavy at the time. I remember going into the washroom and there was a lady at the sink who turned around and said, oh my God, you have such a beautiful face. Why are you so overweight? Oh. And she just, it would have been kinder if she'd slapped me yeah. or put me on the floor. Yeah. And I allowed that space in my mind, obviously, until yeah. now. Mm. So she's getting the boot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. it's an eviction notice, right? So it's yes. like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm evicting you. You're, get off, you know, get get off my property. You're not welcome here. I am a masterpiece. I'm one of a kind. I, <laughs> like, I'm crowned with favor. I, you know, I'm, I'm worthy. Not because of a number on a scale, but because I am. And we have to start closing the door on the negative thoughts. Yeah. And, and, and close the door on those destructive limiting beliefs. Because if not, they become part of who we are on the subconscious level. So I love how you know vulnerable that you just shared that, that that just floated back up for you just really to look at it and say, wow, I'm just, I'm serving you an eviction notice. Like you, you you're evicted. Uh, totally evicted. <laughs> totally evicted. Yeah, because you're it's not part of my reality anymore. Any of it. Yeah, you're not welcome here. And 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 the truth about it is, you know, is when somebody says something like that, it's a projection. It's not even about you. It's about themselves. It's about whatever. But I don't want to do anything about it in my own life, so I'm going to project it onto you. <laughs> right. 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 And so I guess in that way, uh, I know that sometimes people, when you are defensive, when, when you're in a bad place, you can often have bad experiences with others because of what you're projecting at them. Yeah. Because we're trying to prove our point. We're trying to say, I'm worthy of, uh, I, I'm, I'm right. And it's the self-righteousness that, that then, you know, we want to be right. Um, and, and we have to fight for those limitations. But when you really, truly, honestly know who you are um, at a soul level, you don't need to fight. It's just. It's no longer like, an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's we can respect other people's opinions. And just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that it's true. It's just an opinion. It's not a fact. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not even my business. Yeah. It's <laughs> your opinion like, of me. Yeah. Uh, I found out other people's opinion of you is none of your business. None of your business. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. just, you know, sometimes we just stay still and we can just say, wow, thank you. You know, thank you for that. Um, yeah. But we can agree to disagree or, you know what, I'll take that into advisement. I'll take that into consideration. But when we, when we are triggered, there's so much gold. Like that's a gift. 
Yeah. Where you can just say, wow, thank you for showing me all the ways in which I am not free and or healed. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm taking all these notes because we are <laughs> just, the nuggets are dropping fast and furiously. Yeah. You know, this is what, I mean, for me, it's what, it's what changed the game for me was really just understanding this on, on a, on a fundamental level, um, was the game changer where it was like, well, actually I get to decide nobody else gets to decide. Yes. And, and, and when we can take the power back and take our own power back, um, and create safety because this is something else that's very paramount, especially with people that are, you know, facing mental wellness challenges. You can't find healing if you don't feel safe to first take that step to have those courageous conversations and to get help, ask for help, be vulnerable, share your truth. We have to create safety because if our nervous system isn't regulated, it activates the part of our brain and it sends us into fight or flight. Right. So a lot of times what happens is, is that we're so dysregulated. So whether it's reactivating a trauma, whether it's whatever it might be, is our body then is like, you know, back in the caveman days, it was, I'm going to give you that shot of adrenaline. I'm going to send that cortisol through your body. So, so you can, you can move, you can run. The thing is, is that, it's actually only supposed to stay on our amygdala, the, the fear center part of our brain is actually only supposed to stay on for 90 seconds. So when we're constantly running at this high level of burnout, you know, it burns out our adrenals. It's, it leads to all kinds of other problems. So really what's paramount is creating safety in the body and knowing I'm safe. I'm going to be okay. Self-soothing. As you said, meditation, breathing. And do you want to know why meditation or even a nap is so effective? Is because it shuts off the thinking part of your brain. And that's the storytelling part of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where we think worst case scenarios and we make up stories that haven't even happened. And then we suffer twice. We suffer, you know, in advance. And we're creating an outcome that we haven't yet even realized. Um, instead of just taking a breath and just saying, okay, you know what? I don't feel safe at the moment. Or my, my mind is racing to a place that I just don't want to go right now. I'm going to have a nap. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to kind of try to create some safety in the body by breathing, by tapping, by anchoring. So there's all kinds of techniques that are out there that, that people can really try to ground themselves. What can you see? What can you smell? What can you touch? That's a, you know, a beautiful grounding exercise. Right. I, I'm going to make sure that we have all of this information uh, oh, in the show notes today, Amanda, because you've just, you've given so many good pieces of information here yeah. and the grounding and the EFT and the meditation and, and, yeah. uh, tapping it, all of that gives yeah. you an avenue rather than just allowing yourself to spiral into despair. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, what happens is, is that we make, we make decisions that are not in our highest and best because we're, we're desperate or we're reactive or we believe our thoughts. Yeah. Right. Very often we just want the pain to end. We do, but you can end the pain by, by giving it more powerful meaning. Yes. That's where I wanted you to go. I wanted you to reinforce that we can choose. It is a choice, you know, and sometimes people don't are afraid of making another choice because they don't know who they are outside of the story that they've been telling themselves. That's very true. So, you know, if you if if this has been your identity right? I am a a survivor or I'm a victim or whatever the case may be. I'm ill. I am this. I am that. Whatever follows I am follows you. So sometimes when we're so locked into that identity, we don't know who we are outside that story. So it's very hard to say, well, I'm going to choose a different reality. Yeah. The truth is, the truth is that we weren't born to suffer. We weren't. We didn't come earth side to, to suffer, <laughs> no. right? So your life is going to follow your thoughts. So at the beginning of the day, we need to set our mind. You know, thank you for the gift of this day. It's another day that, that, that I have a chance to be happy. I'm going to see the best in myself. I'm going to be a blessing to others. I'm going to live this day to the fullest. Right. If we wake up and we think about our problems and everything that we've done wrong or, you know what, I'll never break this addiction. I shouldn't have you know, eaten that piece of cake yesterday. I can't believe that coworker was rude to me. So if we start off the day, then we're bringing yesterday's troubles and yesterday's disappointments and yesterday's failures into today. So we have to ask ourselves, are our thoughts limiting us or are thoughts empowering us? Yeah. Are we thinking thoughts of defeat? I can't do it. Nothing's ever going to work out for me. Or are we thinking thoughts of victory, favor, breakthroughs, abundance, love? And we have to start learning to say, I'm going to close the door. I'm serving eviction notices today. <laughs> I'm going to you, you and you, all of you, you're gone. Yeah, I like that. I'm serving yeah. addiction notices. I mm-hmm. really like that. Yeah, we have to start erasing and replacing. You know, it, it's not, I think there's a big misconception that exists is like, and this is where people set themselves up to fail, where it's just like, oh, I'm just going to gonna break that habit. I'm going to go cold turkey. Well, the, our nervous system, because you've done it for so often, so long, it's, this is where creatures of habit come in. Like yeah. it's habitual. It's autopilot. How many times have you gotten in the car and you know you don't even remember putting your seatbelt on? Never mind, you arrive to where you are and you're like, oh my god, I don't How even remember get the here? drive. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. your subconscious mind has done it so many times that you're in autopilot. So 
it's it's really just setting your mind right. And so you can't break a habit. What you have to start doing is identifying the, the disempowering belief or mindset or voice. And then just like a computer, we erase and replace. Erase and replace. I love that. And, yeah, erase and, the negative. Erase yeah. the negative and repre- replace it with a positive, faith-filled word. And something I want to add here, because I started this in, in real life, in the real world. I, many, many years ago, managed a dance studio. And the young teens and the young professional dancers would come in from college and, and high school, and they'd bring their you know, girlfriend and boyfriend troubles and their arguments and their whatever with them into the studio. And I one day said, okay, this has to stop. I want you all to come outside to the front door. And I put a basket at the front door. It's just an empty basket. I said, okay, when you come down those stairs, I want you to drop all the garbage, the the fights, the bad test scores, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the whatever, put them in the basket. You can pick them up when you leave or you can leave them there. doesn't matter to me, but they can't Mm -hmm. come to the studio. This is a place of joy and dance. I love it. And I've taken that to the virtual world. So nightly, I can take the bad thoughts that I don't want to continue with, not just erase and replace, but dump them in that basket. So when I get up in the morning, I've got a clean slate. Yep. I get to start and fill it with the new and fill it with the good and the happy. I love it. Thank you. And yeah. it doesn't it doesn't work for everybody. Everybody has a different set of rituals that work for them, but yep. we all need some kind of rituals to make sure we're putting ourselves in that that best place and space for us to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we cannot control, I mean, there's nothing. We can't control the weather. We can't control other people. We can't control the economy. We can't control anything. The only thing that we can control are our thoughts. Yep. That's it. And it can become a fun game to yeah absolutely place all yeah. the balance yeah i don't know if you if you remember the game whack-a-mole oh i love right. that <laughs> right so it's like play whack-a-mole with your thoughts where you're just hammering that little weasel down as soon as one pops up it's like you're boom you're whack-a-moleing it it's just like and, and and again you're playing a game where you're just like wow that is so silly you know, um, I traveled with Tony Robbins for a year and and Tony, you know, scrambles the thoughts and he would say, you know, take that really disempowering. He would have us do these exercises where you would say these awful things that you would say to yourself about yourself and you have to share it with a partner. But what he would say, share it in, you know, your voice. But then I want you to speed it up and talk like Mickey Mouse and go this way and go that way and talk really fast and da, 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 and you know stick your fingers up your nose and then stick and so by the time that we were done it was so silly that you couldn't even go back to that the original thought yeah you couldn't because it was just it was he had scrambled it so good that you know you sounded like Mickey Mouse with you know your fingers in your ears and the fingers up your nose by the time you're done you're like okay yeah that's just silly 
Oh, so. that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, like there's, as I said, there's lots that we can't control, but um, there's a lot that, 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 or the one thing that we can and where we live and our mind is our home. So, you know, let's, let's clean up the, let's clean up the, 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 the conversation that we're having with ourselves about ourselves. Such, such a good point. Yeah. And so my way of, you know, doing that and my gift to the world is, is creating worthy ones where it really then just becomes this external reminder of our internal truth. And what I love is that every dollar that comes into the brand is somebody saying, I'm cleaning up that conversation. I'm working on myself. I'm working on my self-confidence, my self-love, my self-worth. And they're saying, I matter. Yeah, they're saying, yeah, it's enough. I am enough. I'm enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enough. And the only time, honestly, like this, this is something else that, 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 you know, I think is so empowerful and empowering for people to hear is the only time that we can not feel enough or the only time we do feel not enough in our life is when we're comparing ourselves against somebody else yes yes right and that leads us down that spiral of i should be further along i should be in that relationship i should be debt free i should 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 and we should all over ourselves but the truth but the truth is is that if you should be there you would be there so there's a lesson to learn exactly where you are and be brave and dare to go first and, and dare to tell the truth. And, and be present where you are. Yeah, learn the lesson of where you are. There's a lesson, right? When I was on my knees, I was on my knees because there was something that I couldn't see on my feet. I, w- I couldn't see it from that level. I had to be on my knees in order to see it, to feel it, to alchemize it, to integrate it, to learn it, to give me the strength to then stand back up and say, I got this, I got me. And so, you know, to your listeners, tomorrow needs you. If you have somebody that's that's suffering, remind them that their thoughts are not unique. They are not the only ones that are thinking those thoughts. And invite them to listen to this podcast, invite them to understand that there are other, you know, ways forward. And, and let's, let's, let's break it down to, you know, to, to the two-year-old level and let's not compound our emotions anymore. And let's just say, okay, I'm sad and give yourself permission to be sad if you need to be sad. And understand your life is a story. And how could you live the most empowering story? Live your life as if it was a story that you were going to tell in reverse of how you conquered, how you overcame, how you thrived instead of just survived. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And always remember that you're enough. Yes, we all are. Every single one of us. Yep. And it's not something that we have to earn. 
it, it, it's just, we're all born free and equal. And no matter of our race, our gender, our sexual orientation, or our ability, every person has inherent worth and value. And it's not something we earn or deserve or should have. It's something that we are. We are valuable. We are loved. We are enough. And Amanda has said before, the creator gives you worth at birth. And I'm going to add to that something I've always told my children. Every single human has something they excel at. Every single human. And it won't necessarily be what you excel at or... They may not find it right away, but every single one of us has some gift that we excel at. And that makes us enough. I love it. Well, I, I just have to say I am so thrilled to have you as my guest. This is and has been so much more that even I could have wanted. And I know that our listeners are really going to be able to take a lot from this show. And I suggest, like myself, I'm going to listen to it a few times. (laughs) Because Amanda has an awful lot of wonderful nuggets she shared with us. I will be sure to add all of the links we talked about and definitely links to where you two could get your own worthy ones. And I just want to say thank you from the very bottom of my heart, Amanda. Having Amanda O'Reilly, Miss Dame Amanda O'Reilly on the show has been such a wonderful pleasure for me. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the amazing work and the beautiful conversations that you're giving people permission to have with themselves and with the rest of the world. So it is my honor and uh, I'm just so grateful. And as I say each and every time, please make the very most of your today every day. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite service. Suicide Zen Forgiveness was brought to you by Truel Social Media, the digital integration specialists. Let them get you on page one in the search results.